Alright, second try is the charm. Um, this is a podcast called Talk Wordy to Me. Uh, it came from the fact that I like to rant about books a lot. And, and that I know nothing about books in any uh, way whatsoever. I've read one book that wasn't for school and I didn't finish it. Uh, so <sighs> Mars read probably a thousand. I... Mm. At least, at least hundreds. Yeah. Um, and I'm Kyle, and she's basically gonna tell me about books, and I'll pretend like I care. No, that's not true. That's rude. <laughs> okay. So, today we have a, a fatty. We do. Um, a fatty of a book. I I gave you a list of books that I felt I could talk for a long time about, and you chose the biggest one. Yes. Um, which is The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson. Um, I was really, really into this book for a long time. Uh, I still do like it. It's got it's got its issues, which we'll get into. <laughs> but um, I was so into it that a couple years ago, my brother got me a signed copy of it for Christmas, and I cried. And this is not said signed copy. This is not said signed copy. This is a paperback copy that I have so I can throw it in my bag and not worry about it. Okay. Yes. The other one's framed in a in a glass case. It's got 24-hour surveillance on it's it. It's actually and... gold gilded, yes. Okay, okay. The pages are gold leaf. That's that's what I was expecting. Yes. Like a very fancy Bible. Oh, yeah. Um, so. Um, this is by our, our favorite uh, and probably only... Uh, fantasy Mormon author that we know of. Yes. Coming from the land of the Mormons in Salt Lake City, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I believe so. Um, he grew up in Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay. Actually. Well. He did go to BYU, so there's that. <laughs> um, but Brandon Sanderson, uh, he's one of my favorite authors, uh, not for his characters, which are passable, <laughs> but for his settings, which are almost always absolutely incredible he has a way of world building that i haven't read and seen done nearly as well by any other author um my brother who is also an avid reader has said that he knows of maybe one or two others that world build as well as branderson does but <laughs> don't make fun of me it's, I, it's just a great nickname branderson it just branderson. it flows so it does well. um so but I haven't read them. Uh, he has this way of creating really, really interesting magic systems and uh, cultures, and they work really, really well and really effectively, uh, partly because he treats his readers like they should already know what's going on. Everybody in the world knows about magic. They may not understand the magic, and that's how he kind of explains it to the readers, by having... You know, there's this character that doesn't know anything about the magic, except they're like, yeah, it's a thing. It's part of the world. That's just it's like, and, oh, and yeah, you totally know Terry. He's the guy that throws the fireballs. It's just, you know that already. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, the way my dad described it, and I thought that was a, it was a really well uh, thought out way of describing it is uh, like TVs. Um, TVs are a thing. I, I know TVs are a thing. Could I tell you exactly how they work? No. Um, I can give you a general idea of how they work, but I don't know exactly how they work. Um, but it's just part of my world. It's a thing that exists that I know of and I generally know about. But, you know, somebody somewhere knows 
how TVs work. <laughs> and that's kind of how he treats magic in his worlds and kind of how he treats uh, a lot of the things in his world. And so he kind of trusts the reader and he treats the reader as not being stupid about his world, even though we are because <laughs> we don't know anything about his world when we first open his books. Um, so he has some, some excellent settings. I cannot say that enough. Um, and that's really the reason that I read Branderson. Um, cause like I said, his characters are, are passable. Um, he tends to have very tropey characters. Um, not in the sense that, you know, they're fantasy tropes. He kind of has his own tropes within his, own, his like, like <laughs> formula of like, okay, where well, there's the, the grizzled war veteran and there's then the... the cocky, uh, cocky young guy. And then there's the, <laughs> yeah, there's like the, the charismatic young man who's like seen too much. Okay. Like he's got, he's got his own tropes within his worlds and his stories um, he, he does definitely have some standouts, um, the main character from Mistborn, Vin, which is also on that list that we will probably talk about at some point, so we'll get into that later. He's got some standouts, and I would even say Kaladin, which is one of the main characters in Way of Kings, is a standout, but a lot of his characters are kind of, um, interchangeable in a lot of ways between stories. Um... Now, on to The Way of Kings. Uh, as previously stated, this is not a small book. Um, How is it? So this is Six, a, a standard-sized paperback, and it's got 1,252 pages. Um, and this is the first of th uh, three-book series that's only two-thirds done? It is the first of a series that is two books in. Okay. It does, there's, there's no end in sight as, as it stands. <laughs> As it stands, um, from what I've heard uh, uh, from like interviews with Branderson, this he kind of considers this his like oh, final his magnum like, opus. Yeah, yeah his he's going to go out and you know um, go on a blaze of glory. And yeah, so this is like his ultimate Vegas. fantasy series okay. that he's planning. Um, so, so what we're trying to say is. Uh, don't get into this unless you have time. If you're a busy person, <laughs> just just pick a shorty. Yeah, uh, um, I would this recommend is a <laughs> if you want something short. I would recommend The Emperor's Soul by Branderson. That's probably his best technical work, in my opinion. Uh, it's a novella. We'll also probably talk about that one at a later date. Um, the Way of Kings. I have reread it probably four times. That being said, I probably skip more than half of it when I reread it. Because there are some parts of this book, if you've read it, you probably know what I'm talking about, um, that are rough to get through. Um, I, I love Kaladin. I love the parts with Kaladin. Um, He's, he's a little bit of an extreme character, but uh, I think it's kind of understandable and reasonable uh, given his situation. But there are a couple of other characters that I, I, I have some issue with. Um, Shalon, for example, which is uh, one of like two women in the series, which is a bit of an issue um, kind of in and of itself, uh, is... I think he's going for like a strong, independent, intelligent woman and what he gets is bitchy. Uh, um, that's always, which is unfortunate. Tried to write Daenerys instead he wrote Cersei. 
Yeah, kind of. Okay. Um, <laughs> it, it's really unfortunate because he has had some some pretty solid female characters in other books, and it kind of seems ever since he finished off uh, Robert Jordan's series uh, after he died his female characters have kind of gone down the path of Robert Jordan, which is not a good thing. Um, Interesting. Uh, that being said, Robert Jordan tried to write strong women. He just uh, did an awful job at it. <laughs> and kind of Branderson's going down that same path, which is really unfortunate. Um, I have not read Words of Radiance, which is the second book. Um, my brother and my dad have both read it. And... They keep saying like, oh, it's a rough one, but you should read it. So I have not read it. Um, it's like, you don't want to get through it, but you got to get through. It's like where the destination is better than the journey. Yeah. Well, funnily enough that you say that, one of the things about this book is um, is uh, the, the night's radiance, which is kind of, it's a thing. Their, their kind of oaths are life before death, strength before weakness, and journey before destination. Um, my signed copy actually has Branderson, he wrote in it, journey before destination, and signed it. So, That's cool. <laughs> funny that you say that. Um, at this point, we're probably going to get into some spoilers, so if you haven't read this and you want to, which, I mean, I would recommend it if you like this sort of thing, um, you should probably... Yeah. If you like fantasy <laughs> books, uh, or maybe like going on vacation and you're got a long flight, it's a doozy. Uh, road trip down to Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would, I really would recommend it. Um, but I am gonna get into some spoilers. If you don't mind that, great. If you do, just bear that in mind. Um, so one of my main issues with this book is that. Um, it deals with racism, which is fine. I have no problem with my books making or taking a social stance. The unfortunate part is there is a part that is intentionally kind of uh, showing the dynamics of, of racism, but there's kind of another part of it that is unintentionally showing racism, <laughs> and that kind of makes it really bad. Um, so, uh, like I mentioned, Kaladin's kind of an extreme character, but totally understandable because, um, there's sort of this dynamic between people who have lighter eyes being better and above people who have darker eyes. Kaladin has darker eyes. Um, people who have lighter eyes have fucked him over and he's pretty upset about that. Um, his brother died because of them. He gets branded a slave because of them. He goes through... A lot of shit because of people with light eyes so I have no problem with him being angry about that zero whatsoever um, but the kind of I think unintentional sort of racism in this book is that there is a race of people called the Parshendi and uh, they're totally fine and so agreeable when they're docile and calm and submissive. But when they're not docile and calm and submissive, they're like the enemy. When they're real they, uppity. When they're real when uppity, they you gotta shut uppity, them down. Okay. Um, they're, they're like literally the enemy that, that Kaladin and his society are fighting against. So that's kind of not good. <laughs> um, and I don't think it's intentional, which kind of makes it worse, especially when it's it's right next to an intentional look at racism. Right. And uh, so so that's 
that's troublesome, obviously. Um, that's an issue. And, and that's one of, one of my biggest issues with this book. Um, apparently it kind of gets worse in book two. Um, big spoilers here. I have been told, uh, something happens and Kaladin's eyes become light and he's like guys we shouldn't be so mean to the light eyes (laughs) so that's a problem (laughs) he turns into Eddie Murphy buying the the newspaper as a white person it turns into that like they they told me that and I was like Branderson 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 come on buddy be better (laughs) be better um this book also has um excellent moments uh sometimes the bits between the moments feel like they're just kind of trying to get to the next moment uh which is not a great sort of vibe for a book um you know you want to have those great um really impression those great moments that leave a good impression on you and this book certainly has those there's there's plenty of moments that i've pointed to time and time again and been like oh Oh, but that moment right there was so good. And they are, but a lot of the times in between just kind of feel like you're you're just like, okay, okay, next. Oh, okay, here's a moment. Okay, okay, next time. And um, that can get really, really tedious. And part of the problem is a lot of the tedious parts in this book are necessary for exposition. Um, it's just stuff you got to get through? Yeah, like I would never recommend this book to you. Okay. Um. Uh, I have trouble getting through books with absolutely no, no, uh, nothing but meat. Yeah. There's no, no lettuce or tomatoes. You would like get like like 20 pages into this. You would get like 20 pages into this and you'd be like, Mara, what have you done? (laughs) Um, so I would never recommend this book to you. Six pages in, put it down. All right, let's see what's (laughs) on Reddit. Okay. Um, this is one of those things that I could sit here and describe to you all these moments and you'd be like, nice, that sounds cool. But I'd be like, don't touch this book. (laughs) You don't want to read it. Um, uh, another character that I like, but also have a problem with what he represents is Dalinar, who's another main character in this, this book. Um, love Dalinar. He is a, um, he's the uncle to the king. He, he's like a really upstanding guy. Obviously he has light eyes. Um, (laughs) but he's like, he's like this really noble, like just think quintessential, like paladin sort of guy, just really noble, really good. So Um, Kaladin's not the paladin, Dalinar's the paladin, not Kaladin. You're so funny. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It would just make sense to have (laughs) Kaladin be the paladin-esque character. No, he's sort of like, anyways, um, but, but Dalinar, he's like, he's like the upstanding guy and he's kind of like here to show the reader that not all light eyes are bad and oppressive. Okay. Um, so I kind of hate what he represents cause I kind of hate that trope. Um, cause obviously not all of any one people are terrible. Um, I mean, that's like what's wrong with racism in general but i hate it when somebody is like you know what i should show these people like we we know we get it um so it's 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 kind of a problem that that he has to show us if you if you make things bad enough for the oppressed that you have to show us that the oppressors aren't that bad well i mean you know 
Sometimes Kaladin seems like he goes a little far in his hatred of people with lighter eyes, but at the same time, like, no, no, I get it. <laughs> like, I don't think he's wrong. Um, and so, so I, I do love this book and I, I, I used to love it more, um, Lately, I've been very much into to looking at what what makes a good story and what makes a good book and what makes good writing and things like that. And um, this one just fails all of that. Just throws no, all that up. No, 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 <laughs> not even that. It's just it's just when you start to look at stories and parts of stories and you kind of start to take a closer look, you kind of start to see like, oh, well, you know when they do this, they're kind of implying this kind of thing. Um, one thing my brother mentioned to, uh, when when we were talking recently was um, part of the problem with having a small uh, amount of diversity in your books is if you have only one of something, any statement you say about that one thing kind of is a statement. For the whole people. Yeah, okay. so, so like I mentioned, he's got two female characters of any note in this entire book. Um, one of them is pretty good. I like her. Um, I don't even remember her name. She's um, she's the king's mother. Okay. Um, I like her quite a bit, but the other one, I, I would call her a secondary character at best. Shalon is a one of the main characters, and I, I get the feeling, and I've heard that she gets more important in the second book, and I imagine that's going to continue to be kind of a trend. Um, and she's pretty bitchy. And then there's, there is a third female character kind of, but she's tertiary at best mm. and she's kind of bitchy too. And so in a way by, by having so few represented, you kind of say, well, all, all women, women are, in this world are, are bitchy. Bitch. Okay. And, and so that's, that's a bit of a problem, um, in having such a small sample of diversity. Um, and, and it's not like anyone in this book actually says all women are bitchy. Right. No one actually says that at any point, But it obviously. just comes across that way because if you only have bitchy women in a book, then well... You're kind of implying that yeah. all women are bitchy. Um, there's another author that I love who does a much better job, which we will talk about at some point. We'll go down that dark journey. Well, we're going to have at least one month of Jim Butcher. Um, Cause I've got a, a butcher problem to be honest with you. Um, and so we'll get there. <laughs> but yeah, in, in this book, it just, it feels a little misogynistic. It feels a little racist. And I don't think that was the intention, but it is a little bit the message. And unfortunately, the message received is more important than the intention behind it. Um, you know, so I, I realized um, now that we have a, a minor break in, in, in subject, uh, we are about 20 minutes in and haven't actually given a synopsis about what the book is about. We've kind of just, we've <laughs> delved into the characters, but like, if someone's like, cool, what's the book about? I want to know if it's something I want to listen to. Well, it's too late for that, uh, because we've already entered the spoiler part, so anyone who would be interested in reading it um, has already either picked it up or not, but now we're into the spoiler zone, so I guess this is for the seven people who are still don't listening. know what the, who, who want, who don't care about spoilers whatsoever, but still want to read the book. 
for the seven of you, thank you for sticking around. We really uh, appreciate you. <laughs> What's the book about, Mara? The book is about... Um, See, that's a, a weird one because this is very much a, a book that's part of a series and it is intended as part of a series. So a lot of the major plot points are completely unfinished by the end of this book. Hmm. Um, because it is very much intended as a series book. Um, there are some books you read that are part of a series that are pretty solid standalone books. Um, this one, if you don't kind of mind just not getting answers for like some major things, sure. But it is very much intended as part of a series. So in this book, it, it I would say if I had to pick out a main character, it would be Kaladin. It follows him most closely, but the other two main characters I would I would say would be Dalinar and Shallan. Um, it, it kind of follows them as as they're figuring things out, and uh, Kaladin, as I mentioned before, uh, has been branded a slave, and he gets sold to the army, uh, or to to a lord's army, and he gets put on a bridge crew. So basically the world they're in, they're, they're fighting this war against the Parshendi, the ones that aren't docile and submissive. And so, um, they, the, the kind of the front line of the war is in this part of the world that is, uh, full of plateaus and to get from one plateau to the next without climbing down and up and down and up, um, there are bridge crews. So there are basically slaves and they carry these heavy wooden bridges ahead of the army so the army can cross over hmm. plateaus. Uh, this is a shitty fucking job and most people last in it a couple weeks. It's like the equivalent of those guys who push the ladders up castle walls and start yes. climbing up. Yes. Like you it's gotta, you gotta like, wait until there's at least 20 people ahead of you. that got knocked down by rocks and boiling it's water. Very similar to that okay. where they, they people in bridge crews die quickly. Like goddamn lemmings basically. Like lemmings. And <laughs> Jesus. he, he gets put in bridge four. And so it's kind of about how he handles that and what he learns about himself along the way. Um, there are these kind of myths and, and legends about uh, the Knights Radiance. I mentioned them briefly before. Um, so the, that's a group of people that um, it, it's kind of implied in the beginning that they, they fight, that they kind of come back and they fight for the worlds when the world's gonna end usually they kind of lose and then the world kind of starts over and so there there's kind of these these this group of people called the knights radiance that haven't been around for a long long time now and they're starting to come back um which is kind of what the series is about is like this kind of who, you know, there, there's going to be, I think, four of, of the Knights Radiant. And uh, one of them's going to save the world and one of them's going to destroy it. And something like that. Um, according to the back, you don't get most of that from, <laughs> from inside the book, actually. Um, because, like I said, it's very much an in-a-series in sort of book. So... A lot of it isn't necessarily wrapped up. 
in 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 between the two covers of this book there's a lot that's the, there's a lot of questions still unanswered there's a lot of um it's 1200 pages of here's the world and here's what's going on so far we'll yeah, get into more stuff later and we're just kind of setting the table we haven't even served dinner yet there's definitely some plot there's been okay. some like appetizers there's definitely okay. some plot things happen <laughs> there's been deviled eggs <sighs> pass and maybe a cocktail or two but people are still hungry <laughs> Grandma's on her second glass of wine, but it's early <laughs> still. Um, so, <laughs> so it's, um, it, like I said, that I, I do like this book. It does have a certain place in my heart. Um, but I've got a lot of issues with it. I've got a lot of problems with it. Um, It's it's got some excellent moments, um, which is good because Branderson isn't always the best with moments. Um, a lot of times you see an author that's good at like a general kind of middle line, and then there's authors that are good at like really good solid moments. Um, and normally he tends to be an author that's just kind of got a good, <laughs> like, it keeps your interest but not like too much <laughs> yeah but this one actually does have have a couple of really excellent moments um and uh s some characters get to make some some really solid decisions um i i love it when characters get the chance to to make a choice for themselves um and there are definitely some great moments where they get to make some choices um so, so that's good because, like I said, Brainerson's not always great at moments. He's usually got a solid one or two per book. Um, but this one has some some excellent ones, and it's definitely got a place in my heart. It's, But it's also kind of, like, um, disappointing in a way, hmm. um, especially a couple years down the line from, from reading it the first time. Because it is very much like an epic fantasy book. Um, but it's... Is it is it kind of the equivalent of like this relationship that you've been in for a little while and then you 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 didn't realize it until you've like you got out of it like man that was so like there's so many things wrong with that I was just like kind of caught up in the moment I didn't know that he was really racist he was really kind of sexist or whatever and you I, get out and now you're like oh wow yeah okay no yeah that was I, I see that now there was it's just yeah, got its <laughs> yeah kind of like that or like you see like a really cool action movie. And you go back and you you watch it this like a second time and you're like, okay, yeah, the action was cool, but it's less cool the second time you see it. And you know, really, I I, I don't like the main character or like it's like you know watching like, the master of disguise as anything other than a four year old. You realize what it truly is. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like seeing a movie like the first time and you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing, this is so cool. And you go back and you watch it and you're like, this isn't that good of a movie. Like. <laughs> You know, it's kind of like that, okay. I would say. Like, you, you read through it the first time, and you're like, oh my gosh, it's epic. You know, I'm just going to pretend those really boring chapters didn't exist. Um, and then you go back and you read it, and you're like, you know, I, I still, I, I like you, The Way of Kings, but let's just stay friends. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... I I used to be a huge, 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 huge Branderson fan. He used to be hands down my favorite author. Um, and I feel like kind of the more I read Branderson, the more that's not true. 
I still love Branderson and the fact that I loved him so much for so long, I think is always going to like, I'm always going to pause and take a look at what books he's got out and things like that. And like I mentioned before, there are some series and there are some books of his that I love, 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 um, that are, are old favorites that have helped me get through tough times that, you know, really mean the world to me. Um, this book isn't, really one of them um it, it's it's a good book don't let me don't let me like make it seem like this is a bad book um but it's got its issues and um i i know that 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 branderson kind of considers this his magnum opus but He's done better, in my opinion. Um, yeah, he's done better. Um, I, I still would recommend it, and, and I still do do love it and things. It's just... It's got its issues, and they are issues that aren't necessarily easy to dismiss and shouldn't necessarily be dismissed. Okay. Mm-hmm. So on a scale of Kyle should never read this to Kyle should definitely read this, it's a Kyle should probably not read this ever, but not a complete <laughs> definitely never, ever, ever, just a probably never, ever, ever. No, this is a Kyle should never read this because okay. you would hate it. Okay. You personally would hate it. Okay. Um, but uh, for like an average reader of fantasy, I would say if you're looking for an epic fantasy, if you want like a grand fantasy um, this is a good one. Okay. Um, it's, it's got an interesting world. It's got an interesting setting. There are some really interesting cultures and people mentioned. Um, I kind of consider like there's Kaladin and then there's bridge four, like the rest of the people in bridge four. And I love them and I adore them and I'm rooting for them and I want them to succeed and I want them to be happy and okay. Like if you could get a Bridge 4 t-shirt, you would. I can't get a would... Bridge 4 t-shirt and I have thought about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I, I, oh, Patrick Rothfuss, freaking, okay, sorry. No, I got distracted. Um, he, he. Did the forward? He, no, he did a blurb. Oh, um, interesting. Pat, your books are better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We'll get into that next year. It's in a, in <laughs> at a some point. Bit. At yeah. some point. Um, so yeah, if you're looking for an epic fantasy book, it is a good option. Um, I don't often read like big epic fantasies. I tend to read kind of smaller scale stuff. Um, but it's it's a good option. If I had to give it a out of ten rating. Uh, no, I've backed myself into a corner. I don't have an answer prepared <laughs> okay. for this. Um, How about this instead? So obviously you would probably kind of recommend it to people who like fantasy books. Absolutely. What about people who don't read fantasy? Don't touch it. Don't touch it ever. This is not um, this is not your foyer into the fantasy realm. This is in no way should this be an intro to fantasy. This is climbing through the third story window. Yeah. <laughs> this, and this you're gonna fall like, off the trellis twice and hurt yourself yeah don't okay. if if you've never read fantasy if you're not into fantasy um i can think of so many better 
intros into the fantasy world than The Way of Kings. The Way of Kings is for sure for somebody that already has a passion or already appreciates fantasy. Um, I I wouldn't even mention it if if I didn't know somebody didn't like fantasy. Or if yeah. Um Yeah, so so definitely it's it's not Oh, welcome to the world of fantasy. <laughs> this is this is like this punching is trial in the by face. fire. Like yeah, this is if you've never read fantasy, okay. you're this is intimidating as shit. <laughs> um, not only is it twelve hundred pages of like brick, but it's also um, it's a very dense book. Okay, um, not dense in the way that like Jim Butcher can be, where he's got action, action, action. Um, with kind of exposition peppered in. Um, it's dense in that there's a lot of words, um, which, I mean, I know... Some of them mean things, some of them don't. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know, it's a book, obviously, there's a lot of words. <laughs> but <laughs> um, it, it's it's just a very dense book. It is very... I don't think there's a sentence or a paragraph in here that doesn't have something about the world and about the characters and about you know, the, the political systems and, and things like that in here. It is, it is a constant, constant stream of information. Um, even though I mentioned that there's a lot of, of what I would call boring parts to this book, um, there's not really any downtime in it, which is kind of a problem. It's, 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 it's kind of a marathon read. You don't get any breaks. Branderson does not give you a chance to breathe. Um, he doesn't like. Is, he doesn't. The character doesn't return home for a little bit and see what his friends are up to and meet yeah, the family for Christmas. No, it's like, like <laughs> he's working, 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 working. Yeah, okay. there's. It's like there's. You know, there there might be some slightly more lighthearted moments in the book, maybe, but. It's it's so dense. It's it's like constant information and for a book that is this long, I don't know what the word count is on this. I haven't looked it up. Um it's intense though and um you almost get tired reading it because there there's at no point does he give you a chance to breathe and I think in books that are this big, you really need to uh, give your reader a break. You need to to let them kind of come down off the action a little bit because um, it makes for more dynamic writing and it also uh, helps the reader. All right, so you finish your thought real quick. Yeah, it, it helps the reader to... Um, to get through your book. I can sit down and I can bust through a book if it's well paced. And this one, I feel like because there's hardly any downtime, it, it doesn't feel very well paced. There's not any point in the book that you can really be like, I can set this down for a little bit. This is some downtime. It's okay. I can, I can calm down a little bit. This is like constant. All right. So for, uh, for a comparison here, Fellowship of the Ring by Tolkien, Lord of the Rings, 187,000 words, right? Mm -hmm. Total, the entire series has 473,000. This book, just by itself, has 387,000 words. 
So uh, for for reference, the average um, the average paperback has somewhere between fifty five to a hundred thousand words. That's what like an average, just normal, normal paperback looks like. Huh. Um, so this is. 387,000. If in the early 2000s you wanted to make a movie, you could probably do three solid movies out of it with each one being probably about two and a half hours long as opposed to three to four hours long because it's slightly less than Lord of the Rings, the entire trilogy, yeah. but just slightly in a singular book. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's about it's about a um, song of ice and fire book sort of of size. Okay. Um, I'm not sure how Words of Radiance compares, but it's it's pretty close. Uh, I I think Words of Radiance. I'm pretty sure it was on there. Uh, that web page you pulled up underneath right. Way of Kings. Um, I closed it. <laughs> how dare you? Um, I'm pretty sure it's it's bigger. Um, the, the hardcover version of Words of Radiance was actually at the page limit. They're like, if you want us to have, if you want to have this dimension, oh, did it not? No, it's not on there. Okay. Can you, oh, oh. Words of Radiance. Yeah. Um, it, they're like, if you want this, this to be in this dimensions, you cannot have any more pages. <laughs> so it's, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty intense books. Um, Okay, I don't need a chapter-by-chapter chapter breakdown, thank you. Is there, like, a total? Mm. What the hell? Hold on. Hold on. We're finding it. We're going. <laughs> it's not the end of the world. No, I gotta find um, it, though. I'm, I'm dedicated <laughs> now. So, yeah, so if if you're looking to get into fantasy, don't start here. Um, Don't don't even think about starting here. It's, it's not a good place to start. Um, so... This one's this one rounded up. This is Wave Kings three hundred and eighty K. Okay, whatever. Rounding. This one's four hundred K. So this is so a little bit heavier. Words, Words of Radiance is is heavier. Even darker. Yeah. It's 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 even heavier. Um it is it is a it is a dense book. Um, not just in amount of words, not just in amount of pages, but in in substance as well. Um Drinking from a fire hose. <laughs> um just non-stop information non-stop yeah like, stuff yeah. stuff 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 yeah <laughs> um if you don't mind that that's great that's I cool mind, this I is mind that. I, mind I, that a lot. <laughs> I kind of mind it too it's it's i like the series i want to find out what happens next but i like looking at words of radiance sitting on my shelf. It it feels like a chore that I have to get done at some point, and I don't want. And that is to a feel long ass chore too. Yeah, it's not. It's not just like a well. I can pick up the. It's kitchen. not vacuuming. That's yeah. That's not vacuuming the living room. That is cool. We're gonna repaint the entire house and restucco yeah. the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Um. I I plan to get into some some series and some books that that probably would be a, a pretty good introduction let's uh, do that next to fantasy a we good... will do the the mara martinez bonafide best uh uh gateway book into the dark world of fantasy books 
shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I can no, do that. No pressure or anything. No, 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 no pressure. <laughs> um, yeah, I can do that. Um, we'll get into that next. Um, so overall, I, I, I like it. I do. Um, I used to like it more than I do now. Um, wasn't it your favorite book at one time? Yeah, absolutely. It absolutely was. Um, and now it's like 11th place. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably <laughs> no, it's probably not top 10. Um, wow. So Interesting. That's, that's the way of kings, everybody. Cool. Well, bye. Bye. <laughs>